Kurt, and welcome to The Breakdown. I have a very special guest with me today, Mr. Roger. Pastor Roger, what's going on? What's going on? Glad to be here. How are you, bud? I'm doing great, man. I love that you're here. Have you ever been on the show? I have not. Wow. first time on The Breakdown. First time on The Breakdown. Yeah, super excited, man. I'm super excited to have you, and uh, we've got Luke Rock. He is away in Rome. Yeah, epic. That's pretty epic. He sent me a picture and video this morning from what is supposedly Peter and Paul's prison. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I caught some photos and video of the Colosseum and the Vatican, and I was just blown away. Wow. Couldn't believe it. I was like, this is amazing. Now, have you traveled out that way before? I've only been to the airport in Rome. Okay. Never got off the plane, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. That's awesome, though. You've traveled a lot more than me, so kudos to you. (laughs) That's pretty exciting. Well, Luke will be back with me next week, but I wanted to bring in Pastor Roger today. And and Raj, I'll just say, as I was sitting there on Sunday, listening to the message, as I shared with you on Monday at our staff meeting, I saw that Pastor John Gagney could come in, he could share, but I really wanted to bring you. I just had this strong sense that we needed to bring you in and you and your wife, man, you guys have been just charging forward in our kids ministry and in our youth ministry. And I would love for you just to talk a little bit about what God is doing in the youth ministry. You've moved into being our youth pastor and taking care of these youth. And I will say this, it's not, it's not uncommon for you and I to be working on a project. You'd be like, hold on, bro. Hold on, hold on. And you're gone for 10 minutes because you're taking a call talking to one of our students or planning something. I'm like, this is great. This is youth ministry. This is what it is. So I love it, man. No, we're having so much fun. And, um, you know, we've been serving with the youth ministry for over two years now. Mm. And, uh, man, it's just been like launch time, man. It's just been, things have been happening the last several weeks where the Lord is just showing up and kids are just getting wrecked and having experiences like real tangible experiences with the Lord where they're hearing from God, they're, they're communing with the father. And, um, dude, it's so exciting. Their hunger and passion is like growing on a weekly basis to experience the things of God and to pursue the calling of God on their lives. And so it's just been radical blessing for us just to be a part of it, to be able to be in their lives, to, help facilitate that in any way we can, but really we're just there to, to serve, um, the teens by just doing whatever God has for us to do there that night. You know, it's different every week, but it's a lot of fun. It is. And I think your love for them, you know, you and pastor Holly's love for them is so evident. And that's, that's the biggest thing. I know that the past three weeks, pastor Zach has been talking about from the pulpit, like, Hey, our youth are sitting right up here on the floor, yeah, you know, fun, yeah. and, and you decided you just had this in your heart that we need to bring them close. Yeah, dude. It's just kind of like an outward expression of like the hunger and thirsting that we've been seeing mm. um, and kind of just saying, you know what? It's almost like a prophetic act. Like, let's get, let's like, you know, you go to a good concert, you want to be up front. Yeah. You want to be like right against the rails. You know, the security guards are pushing you back because you're like, <laughs> you know, and um, I'm like, man, like, that's how we feel. And that's how a lot of these kids are feeling. They're like, how do I get more of the Lord? How do I experience more? And uh, these kids are amazing. Like every, every one of them is just, just awesome. And they're, they're passionate and they're talented and they're gifted. And so honestly, it's just been, it's just been really, really fun to, to do it together. Yeah. Them, you know? 
Well, I think that's really awesome. Um, I know that my daughter comes home, you know, and talks about what God is doing in our yeah. youth ministry. And you yep. hear Pastor Zach on a Sunday. And it is really important. I know when I was a youth pastor, and you and I have talked about this before, sometimes there appears to be this great chasm, you know, right. between the two, where it's like everybody understands big church and right. most people want to be there. They want to be involved in what's going on in the sanctuary. And and we can easily forget that we have children and we have youth. And, you know, we often talk about, oh, these are the leaders of tomorrow. And I think when we say that, we almost put off our our duty and responsibility because they're the leaders of tomorrow not realizing they're actually capable of leading today. Absolutely. And we should be sowing into them today. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big part of the youth ministry is uh, we're raising up student leaders. And mm. Every week they're leading worship, they're preaching, so cool. they're praying, they're prophesying over one another. And um, yeah, we're actually doing a youth Sunday where the youth is actually going to be leading all of Sunday service, both services. And um, we've got a lot of great things coming up. We're going on a winter mm. retreat coming up this next week. And we've got three overseas missions trips happening this summer. So cool. Plus summer camps. I mean, it's just like, yeah, we're it's, definitely charging and you really the are Lord's opening a lot of doors. So it's really fun. Well, what's amazing too, is you're giving them an opportunity to, to practice now. I think yeah. sometimes we expect this graduated approach Yeah, and it's Jesus who said, you know, you got to become like a little child. Absolutely. They have the faith. So if you want to learn out of the mouth of babes, he has ordained strength. Yeah. Mouth of babes and nursing infants. Yeah. He's ordained strength. And so a child shall lead them. And, you know, I don't know if you feel this way at all. And I, I think you can put both into the pocket. Luke and I are always talking about the importance of sowing into kids ministry, working and serving in kids and youth. Yeah. Do you feel like there needs to be a specific calling to that area? Or what, what have you found in your experience? Man, honestly... You asked that question, and and I think about your message several weeks ago when you were talking about how the elders need to start leading the younger ones and the mentorship between young, uh, younger aged, young adults and 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 older, and then the the kids and the teens and how it's symbiotic relationship. Mm. And, and so, um, yeah, man, I I feel like uh, it's it's something that we all need to be a part of. Yeah. Even if we don't feel quote unquote called to it or something, it's like, I think giving it the time it deserves. Mm. And, and honestly, if, if you grew up in the church or even in just a healthy community in some fashion, somebody older than you poured into you when yeah. you were younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just a way to give back. And so, um, it doesn't need to be forever, you know, but I think honestly, I don't come home a Friday night after youth without being super blessed yeah. by the relationship with That's these awesome. guys. Yeah. The Lord just continues to reveal things and teach things to us by simply being in the community, mm. you know? And um, it really is a blessing. It really is a blessing. That's really cool. Maybe one more point before we get into Pastor Zach's message yeah. that I would love to tease out with you. It's just the idea that we've often talked as we're watching a new generation be raised and trained and we're discovering that... Whereas in the past, if an adult spoke to us or to our parents or grandparents, no matter who the adult was, whether you had a relationship with them or not, there was right. a level of understanding to be submissive and honorable to those elders. Absolutely. And we've seen that change and we've seen that shift. Right. And I bring that up to say this, not in terms of like looking down on, but in terms of calling us up mm -hmm. as elder people, as older people in the church, and you know, we can also be on the receiving end, but those who are a little bit older... You know, when you see a youth, when you see a child, like the ability to speak into them 
in the positive, like just walking through the hallway at church, you see a child doing something that you tell them, tell them, hey, that's really awesome. I saw the kids moving through the classroom today, or they were learning with the new with the new classrooms being open. Yeah. The kids at Kings were learning how to walk from one area to the next area. And the teacher yeah. was saying, now this is the way we do it, students. And I said to the teacher, Mrs. Campbell, I said, great job. This These kids are doing great. And she's like, yeah. do you guys hear that? Here's somebody who's telling yeah. you you're doing a good job. So good, man. So no matter where we are, I think sometimes we, we do allow the chasm to exist and we don't speak to things right. in the children because we're like, oh, well, I don't have a responsibility there. You don't even no. have to have. No, we all have a responsibility for the next generation, yeah. whether we realize it or not, or yeah. whether we want it or not. Yeah. You know, and a, a little bit of encouragement goes a long way. Mm. You know, um, I think a lot of times there is that, that, uh, dead airspace between teenagers and, and, and elders essentially. And, um, you know, it's not meant to be that way. Yeah. I think society, the way we've structured society has kind of created these chasms. So it's either, unless you're a teacher or somebody in a school, you don't really have a connection with the youth in your life. It's true. And, um, you know, traveling overseas and a lot of, you know, places in Africa and South America and other, other countries, you know, they're, they're a lot more tight knit. People are communing with different age groups all day long throughout mm. the day. Mm. But um, no, I think that's why the church is so important is because we are almost like a, we're a different culture within a culture, you know, and it's it's our job to influence culture. So I think I love what's happening here where we're, we're really a tight-knit community and we're able to rub shoulders with youth every day and with so elders good. every day. I mean, we literally have senior citizen <laughs> breakfast right now going on next to me teaching balloon animals to art classes <laughs> in it. Kings. It's like <laughs> super fun, you know? It's so good. It's super fun. It's the kingdom. It is, dude. This is it the is. kingdom. All it right, is. so listen, of, of you mentioned overseas and that is also another hat that you wear. And we had, we had Pastor Wally and Carmen come yes. and talk to us on Sunday a little bit about this mission trip that's coming up. This is one of three, as you've mentioned, that yes. we're going to see this year, yep. at least thus far. Yep. And this is to Moldova. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I've seen Carmen. Yeah. I've never known her story. Yep. I thought it was absolutely beautiful to hear how God knit the whole thing together yeah. and her being Romanian and all these different factors. Yeah. Yeah, so killer. this is a really cool opportunity for our church body. Thousand percent, man. And this isn't something that's just come up overnight. Yeah. We've literally been praying into this ministry for over probably at least two years, if not longer. Wow. Yeah. And we've been in relationship with them, building relationships. We've sent a team over. Luke Rock actually went. Yes. And he probably shared about that a little bit. Um, but dude, these guys are legit. They're we've we've sat and broken bread together and and it's like the, the stories and the testimonies and the way that they've just taken the little that they've been given and sown it and reaped these great harvests and they just keep turning it back into the soil, turning mm. it back into the soil. It's really, really incredible. So I'm super honored and, and excited about our partnership with them, being able to just serve them um, in any capacity we were able to. That's and really cool. Right now that looks like a trip going out there. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's awesome too is Carmen was speaking about how the Lord had opened the door to the public school yep. in this area in Moldova. Yes. You know, some people might be sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, of course it's overseas. Like, you know, God is opening up doors over there, but we'll never see it here. And I want to say too, as you go and you experience that, maybe it's actually building the very faith that's needed Absolutely. inside of us to say, I think too often we do accept a hard stop. Yep. We do say, oh, no, we can't. 
long before we've even tried. Yeah. You know, and sure. and so as as Carmen was sharing on Sunday and Pastor Wally was sharing just about the mission and the focus, the camp, the public, I'm like, this is awesome. And I got to thinking about the high school that I came from that's in dire straits right now. And the yeah. government doesn't know what to do. Yep. You know, this is an opportunity for the church Absolutely. to step in and to offer the real solution. So Absolutely. even if we got to go thousands of miles away to get our hearts stirred, to start yeah. realizing Dude. God can do it anywhere. Exactly. It's <laughs> a really good point, man. That's for awesome. Sure. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, praise God. All right. So we had this message with Pastor Zach. I know you heard it because you sat there. It was a little hard. Yeah, You sat was. there on yeah. the floor. Yeah, I did. Dude, I got to tell you, that's so... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so awesome that like you're whatever age you are, you're like, I'm going to sit here on the floor with, with the teens. <laughs> I'm not that old. But. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. You did say it hurt nah, a little dude. more. Yeah, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable <laughs> sitting on the floor. But yeah. you did. You sat there. You're listening to this message. This is week two. Pastor Jack has us in Second Kings. We've been learning about um, Joram and Jehu. And what a powerful. Yeah, radical story. It really is. Yeah, and. And I think the parts that I want to harp on, I know you have some notes there, but the parts that I want to focus in on are the the two main things that Pastor Zach was sharing that really stuck out to me. And the bigger part of the message was peace, you know, right. not, not just how Jehu went after, you know, this evil that was taking place, but it's this concept of peace. And I want to start right where Pastor Zach was bringing us into and it's that we do live in a world of CNN, constant negative news, right? Right, right, right. And I'm not going to lie, every couple of days, I'll go to my, I don't, we don't put the news on in the, in the house, but I'll go to my feed and I'll just quickly check what's going on because I actually do just want a quick run through. But right. I, I have learned to not let it feed anything inside of me. And when mm-hmm. something comes up and it feels too much like a heartstring, I'm like, Lord, do I need to read this story? Yeah. And I think we are so inundated. One of the things that Pastor Zach was bringing up is that we're so inundated with negative information. And quite honestly, we don't have to just go to CNN. We can actually say our own lives are encircling constant negative information um, that we're not actually leaving room and space and time for meditating on the truth of God's word. I love that. Yeah, that that was a really great point, you know? Um, it really put into perspective, like, man, we're constantly consuming, like, it's just an infinite amount of information and, uh, you know, the ability to, to process it is, it's a lot, it takes a lot of time, a lot of brain space, you know, to, to process it. And it's like, are we filling our heads with meaningless processing, Mm. you know, um, what is actually important for us and our call and. You know, it's not about ignoring important things, but it is about being intentional about what we let into our into our immediate space. Absolutely. Yeah. Be- because there's only so much that we're able to handle. And I think so many of us, we we go tilt, right? Our brains go tilt. Our emotions go tilt. We have the the normal goings on of our own lives, the issues that are arising on a daily basis with our own family members. Yep. And then we have the weight of the world and the problems yeah. that we weren't necessarily meant to handle. Mm-hmm. And as Pastor Zach was sharing on this first part about the constant negative inundated information, my mind went to Joshua. My mind went to Psalms 1, Joshua 1 and Psalms 1. And Joshua 1, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You shall be careful to observe all that is written therein, for then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. But if we don't, as Pastor Zach was talking about not even having space 
you know, the time that we wake up from the time from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, it's like we could be absolutely overwhelmed. Oh yeah, by everything that's going on all day. You could just spend your whole day scrolling, which a lot of a lot of people do. It's easy to get caught in that that doom scroll. You know, yeah. just like. It, it never ends, you know, <laughs> and a lot of it's intentionally fed to us, yes. which is a big part of it, yeah. you know, so just being careful, being, well, being wise. Absolutely. Um, you know, as you're working with youth and, uh, you know, you and I, and, uh, some of our, our elders and peers, we actually have the ability to remember a day before the smartphone yeah. to remember a day where scrolling stopped. And, and what we have to remind other people is that if you can endlessly scroll, it's there's a reason. All the research showed that there's a way to keep you coming back by endlessly scrolling. You got to yes. stay right there. And before you know it, hours have lapsed. Yeah. Tons of time. Totally. Is lost. It's true. But as you work with teenagers and that's their world, yeah. um, because it's even world for so many people, what is, what is your often an encouragement when it comes to like the bombardment of information and the anxiety that people feel and yeah. the... No, we, we see that a lot in this generation, um, a lot of claims of uh, anxiety and things like that. And um, I honestly believe a lot of it is due to social media and to the constant access to an enormous amount of information. Mm. And probably most of it is completely unnecessary. Um, but we started doing this thing on Friday nights where we have a phone bucket. Dude, this is so and, cool. Talk about and, it. <laughs> and it's great. It's just, it's, it's nothing special. It's literally like you check in and you drop your phone in the bucket. Your phone then becomes a raffle ticket. And we, we draw phones as like raffle tickets and they win prizes and discounts on trips and, no. and swag and stuff like that. So it's really fun. Um, it's a really fun way to, you know, uh, this generation I think is probably one of the first to not know life without a phone, correct? Like a cell phone, right? And so, you know, it's it's just like second nature to have it on you and constantly touching it, holding it, you know, the phantom buzzing going mm. off in, on your leg, you know, um, and just being like, oh, did I get a message? Did somebody like this post? You know, and I think it creates just like a constant. But when you have removed that from your person, even if it's just for an hour mm. a week on a Friday night and you can just actually have face-to-face -face conversations, eye contact without the distraction of a phone going off on either end. Um, it's actually beautiful and refreshing. Yeah. You know, it's like so refreshing to, to just, it's like real, mm. it's real. You know what I mean? It's really cool. And it's funny. I mean, it's hard for some kids to like <laughs> let go of it. It's like, yeah. you think you're, you know, prying, something out of their hands, but we, we don't, we don't force it, yeah. but we encourage it. You know, some kids don't, they're not there yet. They can't leave their phone for an hour, but a lot of kids have. And, um, another quick little testimony is we did summer camp that way. And yes. we, we did high school summer camp where they, they literally dropped their phones for like three days. The, the kids, every single kid came back with, that was amazing. Wow. I loved not having my phone. Oh. We had students that left that day to pick up their phone, they, they gave it to their moms or whoever picked them up and said, don't give me this back for another month or two. And they fasted their phone because they enjoyed the three days of, of freedom so much that they went like the rest of the summer without having their phone on them. Wow. And, uh, and you'll talk to them about it today. They're like, oh, it was amazing. They, they, it's, you think you gave them a trip to Hawaii or something. They're like, it was so great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I think it's just another example of how it's really powerful yeah. just to have the freedom from that, you know, oh, I know. to be present in, in the now, I know. you know, to be present, fully present.
Well, see, that whole picture lends to the idea of not allowing yourself to be bombarded with information, be it good or bad, but to be present in the moment. Absolutely. We aren't even we aren't even paying attention to think anymore. Yeah. Forget about meditating on the word. Forget about using the filter that's provided in Peter, the, the pure, the holy, the just, the praiseworthy things, yeah. the good reports. Forget about that. We don't yeah. even give ourselves time. Yeah. You know, it's this constant flood. My daughter said that she was doing the uh, the phone bucket on yeah. Friday, and she's like, Dad, you're not going to believe it. She's telling me the story. And I'm like, you had new kids come in, and they dropped the phones in the bucket? Yeah. I'm like, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> and the, the, like within 30 minutes, you can tell the kids are like all about it. They're Whoa. like, this is cool. Whoa. Like, this is so cool. We're all together, Praise and God. no one is on their phone staring at a screen. Most of life right now is like you're staring at life through a screen. Correct. A digital image that's been reprocessed through a screen. Yeah. You're taking photos of it. You're videoing it. You're reading it. You're like- everything and it's like wait a minute god gave us eyes to see you mm. know and i think to see it's it sounds silly but it's real there's something really real about it you know absolutely yeah so. bringing this back into pastor zach's message and even taking a look at jehu we we are on this concept of peace and that's because joram sent these multiple delegations he sent two delegations before right. he himself went to say is it peace is it peace is it peace yeah and moving forward to this place of living in a world where there's a lot of not just a bombardment of information but it produces in us this angst yeah this oppression and depression the inability to process all this information our our own minds and bodies and chemical structure doesn't even know how to handle it all true and so we end up conceding and coming to a place and coming into agreement with the enemy and saying, okay, I'll make peace with you here because you're willing to submit. Right. What I love about this account that Pastor Zach was leaning into is we don't negotiate with yeah. our terrorists, the enemy. Yeah. There is no, okay, now that you've come out, now I'll make peace with you. No. Yeah. You're getting slaughtered. We're chasing you all the way down. Right. And when we bring it into, when you understand the full context and you bring it into the spiritual warfare side and saying those generational things that may have existed inside of you, dude, I believe in our time, this is the image that I've had that the line is drawn in the sand and everything is changing, that our generation is the one to say this far and no further. Amen, dude. It's happening. It's, true. it's, it's true. happening. No, it really is. It's true. Uh, I love that it was like, uh, Joram kept asking for peace. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? And then Jehu is like, no, there won't be peace. <laughs> won't. As long as you're around doing what you're doing, there is no peace. It's yep. not possible. Yeah. And so I'm going to like change that right now. Yes. <laughs> and as he fled, uh, yeah, he took care of the problem. He sure and, did. And started to create peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. It comes down to this. I, I don't. I was going off. I was exploding inside because these past four years at our church here was my first exposure to soul care. It was my mm. first understanding. I always understood spirit and body. Yeah. And while we would talk about the elements of the soul, we never really got into it. And I didn't right. know that there could be these entrapments and these snares in my soul, which were keeping the full work of the spirit. Yeah. From taking place. Back, sure. So these generational things, like this is what I kept thinking about as Pastor Zach was communicating. We we get to be with the authority in Christ, we get to be the Jehu in our lineage because that's what Jehu's after. He Absolutely. says, The harlotries of your mother Jezebel. Yeah. We're gonna deal with it right now. That's pretty hardcore. It's yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah. I won't say what Pastor Zach said second service. Yeah. We'll just let you go back and watch. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a great interpretation. It's pretty accurate. It really is. It really is. But for us to have that same sense of zeal, this is where I believe the zeal is good. We have that same sense of zeal to eradicate in our life. You know, once we step into, and, and again, we have to include last week's message in this as well, that the passages before, Jehu had to be willing to step into that call of king, even while there was somebody else currently in, in throne. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part of the story is he almost tried to hide it. I know. And he's kind of like, they're like, well, what did that, what did that guy say? He seemed like a maniac. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, he, he, he that's what he does. he does. But they, it's almost like the other captains yes. and generals that around the table were, were, were in tune enough with the spirit that they're like, no, what did he say? Yes. There's something, even though he seems like a maniac, there was something on what he said. Mm-hmm. Jehu then confessed, this is what he said. They immediately reacted to it and honored that word from the Lord yes. on his life and chose to receive it. Yep. And they were like, yes. It's almost like their spirit recognized that that anointing in Jehu that the Lord had just placed on him. For sure. Um, it's kind of cool too, because Jehu was like humble in receiving it almost, maybe to a fault right. where he like almost tried to like hide from it. But I mean, if you really break down that story and put yourself in the position of, man, there's a king on the throne yeah. and, and God's telling me I actually need to be the king now. Yeah. And I know that what needs to be done to make that happen. That's heavy. It is. That's real. It really is. You know? It really is. They make a great movie. It, I don't know if they've made a movie th- about this yet. I don't know either. It's savage. I'm sure it's, de- <laughs> it would be savage. I'm sure it's definitely in the the pictures of other stories there. Sure. It's, it's got to be there. Yeah. But if we can liken uh, the Jehu, you know, to our coming to Christ and accepting our sonship, our kingship as sons and daughters of God, yeah. then when we humbly take that posture and realize I didn't do anything to get to this place, but now I do have to dethrone the enemy in my life. Absolutely. I do have to violently eradicate these, these ungodly things, these harlots, these idols yeah. that have been heaped up in my life, either through myself or through generational things. Totally. Um, so I love that we come back to this place. And as we kind of just start to come in for a landing here, the part that really, I mean, Pastor Zach at this point had to stand up when he talks about, you know, um, the the death of Jehoram with the arrow going through the, the way that it did, just like, yeah. uh, it's so wild. You go back and you read it and how this takes place at Naboth's vineyard, which you have to have the previous right. account to understand. Right, it's wild. It is. And when you understand what Jezebel actually did there and how God is restoring, this is the point that I hope we were all paying attention to. And you know, if you're using this breakdown in your greenhouse or if you're using it in dialogue with your kids or your spouse at home or your friends or family members, let's really tease out this point. Pastor Zach had us all stand up. He closes the message and he says, this is what the Lord is showing me. Mm. that we are going to see the generation, this generation's obedience will restore the last generation's losses. Yes. So good, dude. So good. I think, um, you know, the I see so much faithfulness in this story from Jehu mm. because he had heard the Lord, honored the Lord, and then acted on it. Yeah. Even in really difficult situations. And then to not only do that, but then... uh I mean, if you read the whole story, he goes through and kept saying, well, this is what the Lord said, so we'll make it happen. Mm. And it wasn't something that was easy to do, 
but then it came to pass, even with the death of Jezebel and the whole prophecy spoken over her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty radical, but I just see the faithfulness for them to him to move forward in it, yeah, to believe God for it, and then to walk it out fully, yeah, and to see it manifest in the Lord's plan. It's really cool. Which is what's supposed to take root inside of us. Absolutely. We're supposed to be able to see, hey, our forefathers, my father always said this to me. He's like, Kurt, you know, I've come, I've come to one level. You guys are going to the next level and your kids will go to an even further level and so on and so forth. That's the way that it's supposed to be as we take this ground. And I'm like, wow, that's really good. And I think sometimes we can look back at the generation before us and bro, we can see their losses and we can almost judge them for their losses, forgetting that God is still faithful right? and he will restore even what they lost. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just so awesome. Like you talk about, but we know that God is faithful, but you're bringing up an excellent point here that we pay, we play a part into that faithfulness as well. Absolutely. And when yeah. the Lord gives us that vision or that word, we have to run with it and we have to walk in the authority that we've been given. Yeah. And it, and it's really an invitation for us to experience something great with God, you know, to build that uh, experiential relationship with the father where we've heard him speak we act on it and then we find it to be true. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like super cool. Um, so I love that part of it That's because awesome. I think we all need to live that way. That's how relationship is built with experience, you know? So good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Pastor Roger, I appreciate you joining me today on The Breakdown. Thanks, man. Before you go, I'm going to have you pray in just a moment. But before yeah. you pray, uh, if we have young people between what ages, when they come on a Sunday, what should they do? And then- How do they get here? What time on a Friday night? Tell us. Yeah. So, you know, with when it, in regards to high school, I mean, at middle school, Pastor Bill uh, is uh, leading Crown on Friday nights. Love Crown. Yeah. Epic stuff happening down there. They have a blast every week. It's just chaos and awesome. (laughs) All the same. So good. So good. Yeah. And uh, United is high school students. So we meet up in the overflow right now. Okay. Sometimes we meet in the SOS room, depending on the night, if there's another event going on. Uh, Six o'clock to nine o'clock. Great. Yeah. Six o'clock to nine o'clock. And if you're here on a Sunday, come find me, say hi. Please introduce yourself and we'll get you connected. We have an awesome leadership team of adults and student leaders and, uh, there's a lot of great events happening. We uh, we do Saturday events often, and every Friday night we're doing great things. Yep. So that's good, man. And if you're a young person, you're in high school. If you just walk into church on Sunday, whether you get there on time, early or late, if you see a group sitting up at front that looks like they're on yeah. the right, yeah. Usually the right. we we crowd the right side. <laughs> it's so and get cool. Up in it. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it's fun. So they can just jump in there anytime. Yeah, right? anytime you guys want to come sit with us in the front and sit on the floor and get. Get up close and personal. It's great. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have you pray for us and for what we studied out today and broke yeah. down. But I want to pray for you being in that youth pastor position sure. and overseeing Thanks, and taking bro. care of these kids. So I'll start and then you wrap up. All right. Father, I thank you for Pastor Roger and Pastor Holly and just their heartbeat for children and youth. Lord, I remember um, during my time that I was reading about so many youth pastors, so many children's pastors step into that role and they're just looking at it as a stepping stone, but not these two. They are, they are so full. They are so used of you in this beautiful area and they're content 
settling into what you've called them to. So I just want to come together with our church body and bless them right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, that as their hands are to the plow, Lord, all their work is not going to return void because their work is built on your word and your word never returns void. I thank you for their children, that their children are blessed as these two sow into the ministries that you have given them. We're entrusting it all to you. Lord, we pray for every one of our youth and the youth that you'll bring to us as we continue to grow. Lord, you know what they're going through. We can be so quick to judge. We can be so quick to say things about this generation, but Lord, you know their struggle. You know what they're going through. Jesus himself was touched with the feelings of their frailty, weakness, and infirmity. Mm. And so Jesus knows. So Lord, help us know. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us as we walk through the sanctuary or the church on a Sunday or Tuesday or Saturday or any day that we would find young people, pour into them, give them an encouraging word, and let them know that they can do it in Christ. They can do all things in Jesus' name. Yes, God. And God, I pray that uh, we could just drive like Jehu. Mm. We could drive like madmen towards the things we're called to. God, I pray that you would open our ears to hear, God, open our eyes to see, and that we would um, recognize the anointing and the call on our lives because each and every one of us have that. Um, Whether we've heard it or understand it or have accepted it or not, God, you've placed an anointing and a call in each and every one of our lives, Lord. I pray that we would drive furiously to the point of even exhaustion as Mm. we trust you, Lord, as our provider, as the source of our strength, God, that we would drive towards these things, that that we would act on the words that you've given us and the passions and the the fire down deep inside, God, that you would... um, Reveal yourself to us in that experiential relationship thing, God, that you can only do. God, that we would experience satisfaction deep, deep down um, as we pursue the things of God and pursue the calling on our lives, Lord, um, to change and, and impact the world around us, God. We're so grateful that you alone are the provider and only you, God, can give us these things and do these things, God. But you invite us into them, God. So we're so grateful. And we're so blessed, and we give you all the glory today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Roger, it's been really good to have you here today, bro. My my pleasure, bro. Well, you'll definitely be back on. It was a lot of fun. Amen. All right, folks, Luke's back with us next week. That's The Breakdown. We will catch you then. Give me a-